Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. But today, we are covering NWA, I'm sorry, WCW Saturday Night on TBS from June 22nd, 1991. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper. We're actually recording on a normal day, although you won't hear this for several weeks, maybe two and a half or three. Uh, Hopper just got with us two minutes before we were starting. Uh, brah, 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 I forgot to tell you, I, I got Wildcat business tonight. It would have been nice if he'd have mentioned this a few hours ago, Doc, because we were sitting around with our thumbs up our ass waiting on the superstar. Am I right? The champ needs his car washed. Yeah. I fail to see how that's my problem. You know how it is, bro. With him. I guarantee you he's more he gets more fame and possibly more money from this show than he does from Wildcat. Yeah, I mean, because he doesn't, <laughs> let's I be honest, I mean, there's not that many, well, it's not fair, because in, two, you know, since 2020, it's not like they've had tons of shows, because. Hey, of, it's not my fault we provide it, we provide a safe and uh, and uh, sturdy business model for him <laughs> to ply his craft in. Plow we're his craft. Proof. We're pandemic proof. I wouldn't say that, man. The pandemic was not kind to us, but I'm not crying broke either because at least, you know, we, we were great. Our brother. We continued to be great throughout this pandemic. I, yeah. We were so good during the pandemic and such a blessing. I'm ready for another pandemic so we can show how great we are again. Um, uh, I don't know about that. Did you say a pandemic again? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I would rather not cry. <laughs> it's not the illness that I'm scared of, even though I had a nice little battle with it a couple months back. It's yeah, the it, I don't want to be cooped up at home. Okay. Shit, that's been the best part. <laughs> okay, I don't know about that. Uh, I got tired of being home all the time. I just texted my wife. She's about to get mad at me. I said, can you talk a little louder? Thanks. They're in there yelling like they fucking at a football game or some shit. Bronx, and like bro. they have something to say. Oh, God. Oh, God. Anyway, um, so real quick, Doc, before we uh, get into some flips and dives and, you know, the Outlaw Mud Show shenanigans that this show is known for, uh, I want to give a special shout out to our largest paid contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon. 
And um, shout out to uh, Ian Riccoboni. He actually sent me something recently. Uh, former ROH announcer or a play-by-play guy. And uh, I guess he's doing stuff on AEW, although I didn't mention that to him. When yeah, we they talking. went after him on the uh, Jericho's group, went after him the other night. They need to leave him alone or we'll have to get involved. Well, I just wanted to mention, like Ian had mentioned to me, um, um, he was um, he was a little behind on some things. Let's just say that with the show. But anyway, he is getting a kick out of like 90 and 91 WCW. He's also, as we've said, the... If not the, no, let's go ahead and say it. He's probably the best play-by-play guy in the wrestling business today. He's a, he, yeah, by far. It, it sure yeah, doesn't hurt him that the legends of the business have decided to give up on the job. But we won't hold that against Ian. How about that? Yeah, but you can't say that because, I mean, at one point, Man, you know, Gordon Soley was a legend. Caprice. He and Caprice were a damn good both. They're the best duo there is around right now. I don't, I'm not, there's nobody, there's no. And if I you don't had want, to do a three-man booth, I would do him, Caprice, and throw Taz in there and see what happens. Um, Maybe, but really they don't. Let me tell you why those two are so good. Because back when ROH was a thing, they could, they would be the two people. And then they would bring in random third, like a third person. Um, you know, one of the talent, and they they had chemistry no matter who joined them on commentary. That's not easy to do when you bring a third person in here and there. So, but yeah, now he 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 was just telling me he gets a kick out of ninety and ninety one WCW in the show. Ninety was pretty pretty ridiculously bad. Ninety one, I mean we're we're halfway through and it, it's been it's it's been really good. I mean, I mean, behind yeah. the scenes, it's, behind the scenes, it's been bad enough to drive off the greatest wrestler of all time from his home promotion, but on the on the outside, you know, from the outside, it looks great, right? I mean, when you think about where we were in what, in '90 and Captain Mike Rotunda's crew and Jesus, the Abdullah thing and Norman and just the stupidity Ninja Turtle Norman. I, I, you can say what you want about PN News and Johnny B. Bad. Man, nothing. That ain't even close to how stupid Ninja Turtle Norman was and Abdullah as a babyface, which I still laugh at the fact that Cornette defended Abdullah as a babyface. Like, I could not believe, like, okay, Corn, you, no, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no. But 91 is some really good stuff outside of like you said they're about to drive off <laughs> the best talent they ever had for oh, because Jim Hurd is a complete because pizza moron. man thinks he's got some ideas pizza because man. he's going to roll out his fifth different gimmick for Brad Armstrong in three years he wanted to call him Spartacus well you know Sparty just, for short. I want you to think about that. You hey, wanted we, to give Ric Flair the Sparty. Like, just tell the girls your name is Sparty. Yeah. And and, well, I mean, and, he's, and I've heard Sullivan say this. He's the reason we don't have any more promos. Because he didn't think people, he didn't like and didn't think people wanted to watch people talk shit. So that right there tells you he, what little he knows about the business. 
Yeah, Sullivan said it, Cornette said it, and it's because of what he knew about the business in Kansas City. Because they didn't do they that didn't, in St. Louis. Right, and how they had a lack of promo, so he was like, oh, no, we don't need all that. And then, and then to make matters worse, not only did he eliminate the promos, but then he went WWF style with those pitcher and pitcher insets you know, that are like 15 seconds. And God, nobody wanted to see that after all the you know smack talk that we saw on Saturday night on TBS in the studio. I mean, that's like going from, you know, a freaking filet mignon steak to, you know, gristle. It's like, what are we doing here, man? Can we get the steak back? Yeah. Just stupid. Um, But, Doc, uh, hey, man, I was wondering what we were going to talk about in the beginning of this thing because it's only been a few days since we recorded because we've been uh, trying to get some things done due to life. But well, uh, we're such if- good chums that we can always think of something to talk about. I totally agree. By the way, while I'm thinking about it, I do want to mention uh, Doc and I have to date as of us recording this. uh, We're going to probably maybe miss a week or two, but we'll make up. We'll catch up. But there may be a gap. Um, We have covered uh, pretty much every episode of Tales from the Territories on our Patreon feed. And the last few, or maybe not the last few, but the last one for sure, we really enjoyed Polynesian Pro which would have dropped several weeks ago by the time you hear this. But if you're not a patron, now is a great time to become one, not only because of the clashes and the pay-per-views and all that stuff, the ECW shows, the NWA power shows, but the these Tales from the Territories have been a lot of fun, lots of great stuff. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. But on a serious note, Doc, that Polynesian Pro episode was pretty damn good. I, just from us watching it and then reviewing it. Wouldn't you agree? Man, I did some looking after that show because Sullivan was talking about Americans going to Samoa. Dude, that was 3,000 miles from Hawaii. He made it sound like you hop over there, you know, in an hour to the next island. It's another ocean away. Which is probably why you didn't get any plane stories on there because it wasn't like they were in one of those freaking little bitty planes that were flying into territory. We ripped open the cockpit over the fucking Pacific. <laughs> Can you imagine something? I reached out, I grabbed a fish, and I ate it raw. I was going to wrestle Siva Alpha for the title, and we just decided to do it in midair. It ain't that fucking hard, guys. We ain't building a rocket. We're just flying a plane over the Pacific. Jesus Christ. Man. Bruh, it just hit me. I saw an article today, and I almost, I it, it was slightly, there is, PETA is, is uh, suing HelloFresh because they are using monkeys as labor to milk coconuts in Thailand. It was on a legitimate website, CBS news. And when I read it the first time I said to myself, we finally know what they do to monkeys in Malaysia, but it was Thailand. So I couldn't say it. I I can't, I have to find a link and send it to you. Somebody's going to walk up at a, comic-con and say that to sullivan and he's not gonna know what the fuck they're talking about he's not gonna have a clue he's not gonna have a clue because i get i get asked all the time um about that line what do you think to do to monkeys in malaysia because you said that many years ago and i was like oh it's the first time we we talked about the monkey doing the 
Von Eric and Burger King thing at Super Brawl. Well, now and, I mentioned it around the house, and I don't know if I said this on the show, but both of my kids are running around the house for and saying they have no idea what it means, but it's fun to say, what do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? Uh, and your kids I'm gonna are the right age. I'm going to get a call from one of their teachers. It's like, um, they keep asking us what they do to monkeys in Malaysia. Bro, I'd love to hear them say that, too, just so I could laugh. What do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? Look that yeah. story up, though, about the monkeys in Thailand and Peter. Let's see if I can get to it. I don't know. I'm kind of busy right now. I'm popping some pandas here. Okay. Uh, we got a couple other things. Doc, we had a new five-star review. Um, we did. Uh, do you want to get it well, up? or? Uh, yeah, every time. I, I got it up, brother. Don't tell okay. me to get it up. For the most erect two-man crew booth <laughs> in the wrestling podcast business. This is from Retro Rob NY sixty two, who uh, is on Twitter and I think fa- yeah Facebook too. So a longtime listener, and he sent this. So I'll let. Well, he's got New York it. in the title, so you know he thinks he's from the center of the fucking universe. Yeah, you know how them New Yorkers are, right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Worst people like from talk- Philly? Yeah, actually they are. Oh, okay. Well, in a different I... way. They're both they're both wretched pieces of garbage. The New Yorker is more self-centered and egocentric about, you know, again, like that the, the everything revolves around New York. Philly's just a bunch of criminals. <laughs> just sewer trash that, you know, <laughs> Nothing. I mean, <laughs> look, I wasn't going to say this, but I guess I have to. You know, I said we're, we're if I'm carrying the one correctly and using my abacus, abacus properly, this is going to come out on December 1st, correct? I believe that's right, which we're, okay. you know, half a month ahead of that right now. So... This won't be new news when you hear it, but I got to tell you, man, I sat there with my pants around my ankles watching the Washington Commanders beat the Eagles last night. It was it was phenomenal. You blasted one off for that one, huh? Oh, shit. I Javorskied everywhere. <laughs> He's not lying. He, he and just I bet texted you, and me. And I bet you that the crime rate was off the charts. And how... How bad must it be? Because, you know, I don't like Washington either. I know. You hate them. Um, yeah. All I know is when this comes out, if Carson Wentz is taking snaps, something's fucked up in football. How about that? I hear you. Can we um? Can we read that five-star Okay, so review? anyway, Retro Rob. This motherfucker all of a sudden is probably going to be a Jets fan. He ain't like the Jets since Richard Todd was – taking snaps back there but all of a sudden it's jets 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 and the mets and the fucking knicks man we got y'all's jalen brunson bro we're coming back jesus christ anyway thanks rob here here's rob like talking to friends great old school wrestling podcast they make you feel like part of the group that's what i'm doing right now how does it feel rob Doc is the first Cowboys fan I haven't wanted to choke. Five, five plus stars, even outside of the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, I love that. That's a shot at uh, Uncle Dave. We're six stars worldwide. 
I've right. told you, I, I've, I've laid this out. You don't have to like the Cowboys. I suspect that most of you don't, and that's your problem. But I was born here. I'm loyal to my team. I hate my owner. We haven't had a good coach in 20, God damn it, 28 years now. I watch every game. I'm like Charlie Brown with the football, getting just landing on my back when Jerry does something stupid. What do you want me to do? Who am I supposed to like? The team that's in first place this year? Whatever that is? No, I don't think anybody oh, said that. Fan. I'm a Chiefs fan now. My home's brother. Oh, those are the worst kinds of fans. Yeah. The, 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 one, one the, the ones hate, who bounce around, you know, it, like... It's the joke. You're either the bandwagon fan or you're the I like the Lakers and the and the Yankees and the Cowboys. Oh, I, Look, I know. I dude. Like, here's the thing. I probably wouldn't like the Cowboys if I wasn't from here because I hate the Yankees and I hate the Lakers. I know a dude from Dallas. Now, he is a Cowboy fan, but he's also good, a Lakers fan. He's a Lakers fan and he's a Yankees fan. Now, if that don't scream bandwagon, I don't know what does. Dude, like, so am I, ban- am I a bandwagon fan? No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, I, I could call you a lot of things. That's not one of them. Hey, Doc, didn't you have some Docaholic spotlights for us? Yeah, it's Adam Price. Okay, can you, can you, can you say why? No, he just gets it. Okay, well, I need to say why. One, oh, okay. it was brought to my attention um, in the Beats well, Facebook you- group. Hold on. You, as usual, crapped out on going to the Wildcat event this past weekend. Oh, come on. Don't say that, bro. And turned your back on you. Because some idiot there will believe you and you turned have your no back. idea why I didn't go. You hit, you hit Luke with a steel chair and turned on him. And so our, our good friend, well, your good friend, um, Adam Price had to step up and be you for a night. And God, that's like Jesus coming to earth and like taking on the sins of like all of humanity and then getting stuck up on a cross. That's a big load to carry to be you for a night. Okay, well, you jumped in too quick. So I guess I'll go to what you said first. But anyway, so Adam gets the Docaholic Spotlight of the Week, even though we don't give it out weekly anymore, it seems. And it's because... Adam said on the Facebook group, when Mike Mills fails to make an appearance, you order the great value version. And he got him a Drew Brees Saints t-shirt in the form of um, like what should be a jersey, you know, got the number on it and everything. And then he wore the my favorite hat that everybody hates, my Kangol. Except except his was beige (laughs) instead of black, but... Um, I gotta say that was pretty damn good. It's that shithead hat. <laughs> it's pretty good, but I gotta tell you, that's not the one that popped me. I mean, that popped me. Don't oh, get me wrong. The really? one that okay, popped well, me. I, unlike Mike, Adam, I appreciate your attempts of humor and your bits, and know that you know you came out a couple of years ago as New Jack to the to the event. Um, and appreciate how you your relationship with the show. Mike likes to gloss over your accomplishments, but I could see how that would happen. I'm not glossing over nothing because I'm about to give him another shout out, which is 
he posted a picture of baby doll and from what I understand is supposed to be baby doll's daughter who is wrestling junior and, Moose. and Adam's caption says and they are both looking towards the camera or next to whoever's next to the camera with this look of disgust and Adam says this is the look you get when you ask if Buddy Landell is your daddy hashtag busting out baby dolls guts I believe that's Sam Houston's daughter um, baby doll but that's what Adam said. I'm just I'm just the messenger, brother. No, Sam is your buddy. <laughs> okay. I'm just the messenger here. Don't get mad at me. Y'all are wrestling friends. Uh, but this is pretty uh pretty funny, man. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh Adam gets the uh BTT uh I'm sorry, Docaholic Spotlight of the Week. All right, Doc, um, what else you got well, before we uh, get into some wrestling? Well, we're going to get done early tonight so that we can go watch Portland tonight. I don't know a lot about Portland, so this ought to be good. I'm a, I'm a little excited about that. I mean, we know stuff about Portland, but I don't know if we've heard the, the stories that we'll hear on that. So we'll have to see what is uh, what is articulated there and what kind of uh, stories they tell for whenever we can get around to recording the Portland episode of Tales from the Territories. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought we were doing that thir- in a couple of days. I mean, that's the plan, but I'm oh. working against a tight schedule as I'm mm. going out of town for the reasons I've already expressed to you, which you want to make a joke and say, that's why I Another cruise, didn't go to huh? Wildcat. How's about a death? Oh, man, I'm Since sorry. you want to be an asshole. I thought everybody knew. Jesus Christ. How about we get into some wrestling finally? Uh, Yeah. It's six twenty We're talking June 22nd, 1991. The train keeps rolling in WCW and Saturday night on uh, this week's episode of BTT. The show starts off. We get a replay of Nikita attacking Sting at the Clash of the Champions, where, again, you can hear Doc and I break all that action down at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Wait, and, we, had, uh, we had Harper for that, too. That's right. Um... He hadn't been on the last couple of Saturday nights, but he definitely was on the, the Clash review. So there is that. Um, but, you know, he's got things to do. We're not too important. He's got to listen to the champ give a speech, I guess, tonight or something like that. So, Doc, then we go to the to the ring or to the building, and I need to uh, – hold on one second. I actually wanted to play the audio from this because, uh, yeah, I just found it a little interesting. So we're in the Georgia Mountain Center, though. Where Paulie and JR are hosting the show. And let's listen to the opening on this week's show. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to World Championship Wrestling here on TBS. Jim Ross and Paulie Dennis are coming to you from ringside in the Georgia Mountain Center, ladies and gentlemen. At the top of the program, you saw that footage from the Clash of Champions. And we will hear some comments a little bit later in the broadcast from the Stinger. We have a tremendous main event for you here today. It will be representing the Steiner brothers, Scott Steiner, and he will take on representing the hardliners, Dick Slater. A tremendous program. I'll also be talking to the Z-Man as he returns to World Championship Wrestling. But Paul, the fans, I'm sure, are very noticeable of the absence of Missy Hyatt. She's very distraught over what happened at the Clash of Champions. I think you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, I really am, you know... 
I had the meeting with Mr. Jim Hurd, and I want to explain to the nation right now what happened was that Jason Hervey was walking away. I went to leave the ring. I lost my balance. I tried to grasp the top rope. I tripped, and my phone hit him in the head. And I want to tell you and everybody out there, I'm really, really sorry for what happened to Jason Hervey. I mean, you've never known me to lie, have you? <laughs> Only when you move your lips. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a great hour here on TBS. Let's go up to Gary Michael Capet. So, I know you don't like replays, Doc, but... He might get another Rolex just for talking about it. Yeah. Missy is still distraught, and JR says she isn't here, and JR says you should be ashamed of yourself, Paul, at what happened, and Paul explains it. You know, he says he tripped and fell and accidentally hit Herbie in the back of the head. That's what I saw happen. I, I mean, no disagreement from me, dude. Do you think that do you think that WCW always provides a safe working ring that's flat, a flat surface without bumps? Ask Davy Boy about that. He got slammed on the trap door. Yeah, it happens. You know, he yeah. Oh, unfortunate for uh, Jason Hervey. Thoughts and prayers to him. Thirty years Tease later. Peace, brother. Thoughts and prayers, Bubba. <laughs> um, but you agree what I said? You didn't mind that replay, did you? No, it was great. Yeah, he like you said, he might get another Rolex. That's he might get another one. That'd be three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, is, now I have a question here, and it's not meant to be a spoiler in any way. It, it's a legitimate question. Scott Steiner's really hurt right now, isn't he? That's what I always thought. That's what I always like, thought. I, like, yeah, that's what I always thought. I always thought he was legitimately hurt. Okay. Because they're they're gonna do. We're gonna see some stuff coming up. Yeah, but yeah, that's gotta be hurtful for the hardliners coming in to get in with a hot feud with the top tag team, and one of them get hurt. Yeah, uh, it, because you, they're literally coming in to tag or to feud with them, and you can't even get into the feud because one of them's hurt. So unfortunate. We keep moving after the intro, and we go to Steve Austin, a stunning Steve Austin, with Lady Blossom versus Sam Houston. Mm. We ain't seen the second, Sam. His, Sam Houston's second mention of the show. Yeah, ironically, and we hadn't seen him in a while. Where did he, he been over in the WWF? Well, I mean, he's been a few places, but... um. The, never, never mind. <laughs> I tell you what, he's he's a little more filled out here than the last. I was going to say that he looks like he uh, he's been knocking down some twelve ounce curls here. Yeah, definitely. He could he he could use that though. He could he was a little painfully thin. Sam, something else, man. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. You want a handful of my nuts? Walking around the dressing room one night, eating freaking nuts out of a can. <laughs> you want a handful oh, of nuts? Jesus, dude, I got to tell you, <laughs> my my ten year old and his buddies are on the D's nuts jokes. Oh God, <laughs> what do you expect? Well, uh, here's the thing. I mean, you and I have, could have D's nuts jokes, and it be, but it would at least be funny. Maybe I don't know. If, his or 
Is there any combination of words to set up these nuts? <laughs> uh, well, that's what 10-year-olds do, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, Doc, what do you have with Steve Austin versus Sam Houston here? Maybe I was thinking that, you know, maybe Sam could get a beard. Join up with uh, the Dutch. Oh, God, we're going to talk about that later because we got another one of those Desperados clips that if you gonna, play the whole thing, I'm no, leaving. I took extensive notes. So I'm going to talk through it. Okay. Um, and it'll play in the background while you and I have a discussion, but I'm not playing the audio for it's like eight minutes long. It's it's ridiculous. Brother. Brother. But you know, you said something to me as we work towards the finish here. Austin um ducks a lariat, hits a back elbow on Sam, Sam flies out the ring. Austin's actually gonna win with just a lariat, and that's it. Yeah, a lariat. Um this was after Lady Blossom hit Sam in the back of the head, as you just saw if you're watching on the video version on Patreon with her shoe. When Sam was on the outside of the ring, you said something earlier to me, though, as we're working to the finish here, you said, man, I got to say one hour long wrestling shows are where it's at. It's true. And I got to say, look, there's going to be that desperado segment in this mat in this show. But the pacing of this show is just so much better. And it's mostly because you only have an hour to fill like Sam and Austin here did not have a long match. I mean, it was like four and a half minutes, maybe. But it was a good. But it was, but it was a good. Good. It was a good little four and a half minutes. I don't feel like Sam Houston like job to him. You know, it was competitive. You know, four minutes. Sam gets hit in the back of the head with a high heel. That's one of the main reasons he lost. And it was good. And I just gotta agree with you, man. Don't get us wrong, man. We we loved when Saturday night was two hours when we were kids. I think when you get older, though, you like your attention span. You got a lot to do. That one hour is just gold. Well, right. and I like college football, but I can't handle these four and a half hour games. I've said this before, though, as we go to Paul Lee in the danger zone. I'm sorry, Paul Lee in the Great American Bass Control Center. The thing about football that makes it work, even though games are long and you'll have a whole day of games is you have an entire off season. Right. So you, you miss it and you know, when you're watching some of those long games, you're like, like I thought about it this weekend. I'm going to miss this in May. I, 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 I almost tweeted it out, but I was like, it, depre- like it has nothing to do with my, my actual team. I get depressed thinking about, man, it's mid November college football. Regular season is about to be over. Hey, speaking of that, can you tell me what is is going down in Canada? Oh, yes. Uh, as we record this, my Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the eye of Gibson and PN News, our team is playing for the strap this coming weekend, Sunday. Is that the Grey Cup? That is the Grey Cup. They're going for the third in a row, three-peat. And... I don't know if they're going to pull it off because Gibson seems to think the quarterback's uh, Zach Caleros, our quarterback's ankle is fine, but he's, he rolled that ankle pretty damn good when he got tackled. And uh, I don't know, man, I'm not a doctor, so I guess I'll just have to see what happens on Sunday. Okay. We'll see. They're playing the, the Toronto Argonauts. 
Oh yeah, that was where, who drafted Rocket Ishmael back and in the day. And Flutie's ex team as well. All right. Yeah, all the way up in, um, I believe. Oh God, Santa's workshop, Saskatchewan. It's going to be freezing, dude. Oh my God. I mean, I'm up in freaking northern Canada, man. Ah, gonna be cold. All right, let's keep the show moving. Go Bombers. Like I said, we get a Great American Bash pay-per-view control center um, like uh, review with Paul, and he mentions that Sting and Nikita will battle each other in the Russian chain match. And then Paulie. To... Oh, wait, never mind. It's after this. Paulie throws to a replay of what happened at Super Brawl between Sting and Nikita, and also the Steiners with Missy versus Arn. Um, I'm sorry, the Steiners uh, with Missy Hyatt. Are supposed to take on Arn, Barry, and Paul Lee. Okay. So anyway, uh, they've heated up their little feud. So anyway, what were you about to say though, Doc? Keep going. Oh, I'm continuing. Hey, yeah. I, did you did you like um, speaking of replays? Because we don't like replays. These replays are ridiculous. This is the match I was trying to um, talk about: Missy and the Steiners versus. I can't even get to it now. Versus Arn, Barry, and Paulie, whatever. Yeah. Um, but did you like the replay of Missy wearing out Paul, just teeing off on him? Not as much as I liked her boyfriend getting hit with a phone. That's true. Even though she was swinging for the fences. Um, what was next that you were waiting on? Ten fifty-five. Ten fifty-five. Let me go to it because Paul is still talking about um the Great American Bash on July fourteenth. Oh. <laughs> Come on, bro. Are we doing this again this week? Can you grow up? Alka-Salts are cold. Re- when you got to get relief. Okay. I've had enough of Alka-Salts and relief. Next this is, is like Snickers commercial. Can you, my relief is can you stick this Snickers bar up my Stop ass? it! <laughs> stick it in the freezer first. Make sure it's hard. I just realized something. They started the commercials right here. With Alka-Seltzer. They're ending the commercials with Alka-Seltzer. It went from hey, when you got to get relief. no law against fast relief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when you're Javorski, man, when you're a guy like Javorski, I guess the only way is fast because that's the only way you get to 24 times in one day. That's, that's I mean... There's no laws. I, I don't remember if this, this guy I went to high school with or what. This dude's trying to. <laughs> this dude one time is like telling me something. He's like, man, you know, once I, I tried to see how many I could do in a day. I was like, okay, that, that's not something you needed to tell me. He tried to see how many times he could get relief in a day on his own with no assistance. What was his answer? I don't remember if he said something like four or five. I was like, Jesus, that thing must have hurt by the end of that. That shit was puffing out <laughs> dust fumes by the, by the uh, exhaust. All right, we come back from commercial after the multiple relief segments, and we go to a replay of Ricky Morton beating down or, or sneaking Robert Gibson at the Clash when Morton became Richard Morton, who still looks hilarious with that fluffy mullet and suit. Any other thoughts on this replay, Doc? I could have lived without this replay. I like the other one so far. This one, yeah, you know, whatever. Anything? 
Uh, I still think there's money to be made in this Gibson Morton thing, but uh, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, not if you believe what Ricky Morton said in Smoky Mountain, where he's like, you know, they turned him on his partner and all that stuff. But there was money to be made from it. I mean, they like they were former world tag champs multiple time, and it's just yeah. But like everything, I don't say everything, but like most things during this era, it's not like they're gonna print money. So what do we do here? And I'll once again say, I don't know if I said this during the clash. Terrence Taylor has really uh, remade himself. 100%. And I didn't give enough credit back then to it, but I'm doing it now. Okay. He's done a phenomenal job here. The next, And when segment- I say phenomenal job, it's not that he should be in a cage with Rick for the title. It's based on his location on the card. He's knocking Absolutely. it out. Absolutely. Next segment or match is uh, Mr. Hughes, who has Ricky Morton out there with him in his suit versus former Smoky Mountain Wrestling talent or future Smoky Mountain Wrestling talent, if you're watching during this time period. Jumping Joey Mags. Ricky Morton continues to look absolutely ridiculous in that suit, but that's cool. I just don't see him in a boardroom anywhere with a suit on. But uh, anyway... Doc, let me get your thoughts on this one. Another quick, fast-paced match, but it was what it needed to be with uh, Mr. Hughes beating down Jumpin' Joy Max. So the legend is, is that Mr. Hughes has narcolepsy. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know, but when you're around somebody that has it, it's the most amazing thing you'll ever see. And I say that in all sincerity. I told you the story about the time the dude was presenting and at one of my old jobs and and this guy has a question and he asks the question and the minute he stops or the second he stops, he's falling asleep. He's his head's bobbing as the dude. So my him. question is this like if, if he stands still there long enough like that, like he is right there, could he just fall asleep in the ring? Cause there's a story I think Corny told not too long, somebody told where like he fell asleep outside during this era, and Terry Taylor was. It might have been. It was Arn that was telling the story, and they were running around the ring, and Mr. <laughs> Hughes was supposed to catch him with a Arn with a clothesline, and he was asleep. And Terry Taylor made another lap and was yelling at him, "Curtis, Curtis, wake up!" Yeah, I don't know what the rules are when you're standing up, but I've seen it firsthand when you're sitting down. You finish wrapping you up your with that shit, bro. That's what terrifies me. Because you're sitting down, and I mean, look, I've been on the road with you know doing these mud show wrestling gimmicks, and and I don't have this. So, and I've been so who's tired. The, who, okay, small detour. Who's the worst wrestling driver you've ever been in the car with? Like never again. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't doing that. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, my friend, Sassy Vegas, who's been on the show before, who was the dude in the locker room with me during the Tommy Rich saga. He helped you jump Tommy Rich. Okay. No, Got he it. was freaking out thinking that he was going to have to jump in between. He was going to have to help me <laughs> or help somebody. Let me say that. So he was what like, makes oh, him such God. a terrible driver? He's just a goofball and, um, He's just he's just a goofball. 
Uh, he wants he'll turn on Conway Twitty on blast, you know, just to be stupid. And he's sitting next to me in the car with his shoes off, and he reaches over with his foot and he pulls the steering wheel from me. Basically, I'm like, "What the piss is wrong with you, dude? We're gonna get in an accident." Um, so he wouldn't fall. He wouldn't just fall asleep though, like that so he's pretty bad because he could just be irritated but i used to no sell it um he's one of them i don't know man it's really hard to say like there's you got i I don't want to put anybody on blast but some dudes want to drink and drive and that ain't my speed bro you know well yeah but back when you were on the road that was more look i'm not saying it doesn't happen now but i have to believe it's less than it used to be yeah, I, I'd imagine. It, part I can't of it's the, believe. I can't believe by like 1983 there were any wrestlers that were still alive. What kills me about the territory era, I think you and I have talked about this before, is so like I'm, I mean I was on a lot of highways, like actual major interstates. Now I had to get off of them to go to smaller towns, but there was a lot of highway driving. Cornette in the midnight and rock and roll mm. when they were in when they were in Louisiana. That's a Watts, physical activity to drive on a two lane road. Well, here's what I'm about to tell you. Interstate 49, which connects Shreveport to Lafayette, was not built yet. So no, they, I know. they were taking two lane highways like through all like basically from South Louisiana to North Louisiana and I can't imagine trying to pull that nonsense off. So, yes, it's amazing more wrestlers did not die. Like, because they're going fast, they're on small roads. It's dark. There's animals, and they're all loaded up. I mean, not even like I'm not. It's not even the drug thing. It's just you know you have a few beers or. I it's just, it, I'm amazed that more folks yeah just didn't crash into something, man pretty damn amazed at that uh by the way mr hughes obviously picked up the win on um who's he draw oh joey max that's right and here's the other thing we'll I, 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 i reserve the right to change my opinion and i'm okay with turning morton heel but I'm not sure he's the right guy for the York Foundation. I don't know. Like, he looks so ridiculous. I don't mind it. I think Z-Man would have been better. Oh, God. Speaking Thomas of, Zink. Speaking of the Z-Man, we... Let me see. I might have to edit this out. I forget if music plays. Z-Man, we're going to go to a promo here where with the Z-Man and JR, and there's going to be a run-in by some folks who are relatively new to the promotion not territory uh let me see i may have to cut to it why why isn't it a territory well because it's a promotion they're not a small territory and someone emailed me to correct me so i guess someone yeah who i don't know i forget a patron uh no we already talked about then this is a territory motherfuckers okay let me see i might have to edit out some music here let's let's see i can't remember i don't know if i have my timestamp right here we go it's great to see the Z-Man back, ladies and gentlemen. And now, without any further ado, please join me in welcoming back to WCW, the Z-Man on TBS. 
I mean, he gets a reaction. You hear that? All right. Yeah. I give love a bad Certainly name. great to see the Z-Man back in action. It's, I know that you've been working hard to get yourself back at 100%, but one thing that motivated you was all those great get-well cards and fans just like we have here. That's right, Jim Ross. You know, World Championship Wrestling, you're the greatest fans because you didn't forget about the Z-Man. And I would just want to say you. thank you. And I'm not forgetting <laughs> about you. Thanks a lot for all the cards and letters. You know, Jim Ross, it's an uphill battle. But I never gave up. And you know, everyone's goal, every wrestler's goal here in WCW is the gold around your waist, that world championship belt, right, Jim? Oh, God. World's heavyweight championship, the ultimate goal Everybody's for all of you, I'm sure. And I know that's what you have your sights set on. But as I said, you're one of the great young studs here in WCW. There's a lot of great competition right now, but you, you look to be back at 100% and ready to take on anyone. I feel great, Jim, and I'll take on all comers. I'm still the same Z-Man. I was injured, but I made a comeback. And I'm here to show the people that I'm ready 100% and I'm back. Uh-oh. Okay, hold on. Um, as DDP and the Diamond Stud come out and interrupt this, I had to stop the audio because of the Why? music that's playing. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, this dude is delusional. Why? Well, I mean, he was, you know, good stuff. You're the greatest fans. You never forget about the Z-Man, even though we all did forget. I mean, we even pointed that out when we talked about it uh, when he finally came back. And then the Z-Man says, my number one goal is the world title. Uh, good luck with that, dude. Like That doesn't mean it shouldn't be his goal. Dude, you're an ass. Everybody should, everybody should want good things for themselves. You're the idiot who, when a special person would walk into a wrestling school who has no chance of ever being a pro wrestler would take his two to three thousand dollars because everybody should have a dream. That's what you just said to me. You realize that, right? No, 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 no. That's you just argued something completely different. No, I didn't. No, you did. No, I'm you saying you once would, you'd you're in the, the business. No, once you're in the business and on the roster, not every jabroni out there on the street. All right. Even though you changed the narrative right there just, just now, just so you know. I control my narrative. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going because DDP and the Diamond Stud are out there and uh, they have something to tell Z-Man. I heard you welcome back one of the young great studs in world championship wrestling. Well, look it up in the dictionary and you'll see this man's picture right there. Six foot seven. 298 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. My latest acquisition, the Diamond Stud. Now, I know you're out here interviewing it. Wait a minute. This is my interview time, and you haven't changed a bit, pal. It's a bit rude coming out here on my time, okay? He didn't invite you out here. He invited me. I'm not here to get interrupted your time, man. Hey, wait a minute. You're talking about a young stud in professional wrestling, world championship wrestling, the Z-Man. The man looks great. He's been spent a lot of time in the gym. He's back here. He's great competition here. You know, I think he's a great athlete, but he's talking about going for the gold. The gold around his waist, the big, real dream. Well, let me give you a clue, all right? The quickest way to get there is to look like you've already been there, brother. This is a stud. You dress more like a dud. It looks like the blue light special at Kmart was on constant rotation, brother. Get a clue, you can't be wearing. Whoa! And the diamond stud!
Judd just leveled the Z-Man. I guess we're going to find out who's just a stud and who is the stud. Wham! As the Diamond Stud takes apart the Z-Man in the corner. Up and down goes the Z-Man at the hands of the only stud, the Diamond Stud. And Diamond Dallas Page and the Diamond Stud seem to be ripping the Z-Man to shreds. That was awesome. <laughs> I think you're a little biased. I, here's the thing. <laughs> it was good. I don't understand nor appreciate watching uh, one man rip another man's clothes off. It's, it's a humiliation tactic. That's all it is. Sure. Save it for the broads. Uh, no, I mean, I'm, I understand what you mean, but you're humiliating someone when you, because they're not taking their clothes off. Someone is ripping it off of them. It's like a, it's a humiliation tactic. That's all. It makes sense for the heel to do that. It makes me uncomfortable because it's too aggressive. Okay, what else did you think about this? Oh, it was great. The only thing I would have added to it was the guys of DDP saying, why don't you join the Diamond Mine so that you can look like this fella over here? Because you got some, you know, you're, you got, you've been in the gym. I could take you and, and help you out. No, no, Jesus can't help him out. He's not helpable. This guy does not need to be. He's got no personality, man. It's just it's nothing there. I know, I know that I know Zoncha loves him, but it, 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 it's it's no, no, bro, no. I'm just trying to help rebook the territory. Now I will tell you this: he fired he being Z Man fired off at DDP. God, DDP looks like Kenny Omega right here. He fired off. At DDP, he went Here's off the on the dirty him. secret. I'd rather watch DDP wrestle than Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, ten, ten yeah, seven days a week, twice on Sunday. But Z Man cut a decent promo when he told DDP to you know get out of here and stick it. Don't interrupt his time. And Remember then, back in the day when I was into DDP yoga? Yes, it was helpful. Sure. What? It's not a shot on DDP, anyone. I just, I ain't doing yoga. Oh, I do. I still do the stretches all the time from it. I, I stretch do like too. Yoga. I don't do the yoga program, but I do like individual stretches that I learned from it. Yeah, I'm not knocking DDP yoga. Well, why do you don't? Style. Why you say you're not doing? What did yoga do to you? I'm not doing yoga. Okay. Why? Because if I'm gonna spend my time working out, I want to actually work out. Oh no, that seems incredibly insulting uh, comment you just made there. Nah. I'd like to apologize to all of our army listeners who are, uh, who do yoga, and I'd like to encourage you to continue on your fitness journey. Right. On that note, any other thoughts on DDP and and Z Man getting beat down and stripped down? Well, to his obviously, britches? I'm interested to see where this goes next. Yeah, let's see Maybe what happens here, it, man. Yeah, maybe the yellow dog. I mean, Pillman and Zinc can get back together. Maybe so. Speaking maybe of things so. that you will like or not like, 
let's hear Sting talk us into the building on something here. Uh, after that segment wraps up, we go to commercial, and then we come back with Sting. Vegeta, I am sick of you, and I plan <laughs> on doing something about it, and I plan on doing it tomorrow night in the Omni. It's going to be you, Texas death match. That means balls don't count. I've never been in a match like that. Jim Ross told me the other day, WCW doesn't sanction a match like that. I don't care. Any kind of match, anytime I can get in the ring with you, anytime I can get face to face with you, anytime you want to get into a little kid's face with paint on his face and act like the big, big, bad Russian, anytime you do that again, I'm going to nail you. Anytime we're in a match like this, especially when falls don't count, we get a few seconds rest in between, but I guarantee every time in between, I'll be standing up, waiting, breathing, pumping, thinking about you and thinking about getting even and thinking about you getting in the face of a kid with paint on his face that looks up to me. Sting? I'm sorry, Doc. That talk you into the building or what? Well, what it made me think of is that if you're going to be a kid that Sting defends, you better have paint on your face. <sighs> I can't defend it. It would have been better He's if we terrible. got the howl. We needed the howl at the end to at least, you know, no, give it some. No, no, no. Okay. He, he's not Russian. He's Lithuanian. <laughs> Okay, he just changed that, but all right. He's still the he's still the Russian nightmare, but he's from Lithuania, right? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> There's uh, nobody watching that knew the difference. Point five percent of the audience, maybe. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Sting then after that uh, five star promo, man, talking him into the building is going to take on Bob Cook, and Sting is going to win this one quickly. He hits the Stinger Splash and then a Scorpion Deathlock. I mean, it was what it needed to be, and Sting wins. Doc, any other thoughts? My note exactly was this was quick, exactly how it ought to be. This is exactly what it needed and to be. And not for the same note. reason all you morons out there that El Gigante is. It's because if Sting is going to be Sting, he needs to beat Bob Cook in two minutes. 100% agree. I mean, this, this is what you do, especially, you know, he's angry. He needs to get back at Nikita for what Nikita's done. Yeah. It's, Remember when uh, Magnum would win in 24 seconds? 24 seconds? It was less than that. And he come in, lock up, throw him in the ropes, hit his move, out. Bro, when you think about it, like how they built him with that, it, I mean, it was like. Could I, he I really wrestle? Does anybody know? Yeah, because, I mean, he was... he was. Yeah, I know, because yeah. those... Yeah, but the point is, it's almost like they knew what they were doing. Well, yeah, and the thing was, like, you had to go to the buildings to see him actually wrestle a legitimate match. He wasn't going to be in the 10, 15-minute you know, match on studio TV. His job was to go out there belly to belly and... Yeah, we'll it. let Flair do that. He likes to wrestle no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean like... Yeah, that was the the difference. You know, he'd go out there and have these long matches with a, uh, you know, George South. So, okay, get some Doc. extra reps in. Pretty much, Doc. We we go now to the Desperado <sighs> segment on this week's show. This is the fourth, I think, Desperado segment, and this is the longest. Now, 
I'm going to, I'm going to go through my notes slowly. Okay. And I just, if you, if you need to stop me, stop if me. If I move. Stop me if you need to stop me, but I, I took detailed notes so that you and I would not have to watch this. I just this want it to be over. For real. Set the stage. They're still in this old Western town. I think you all know how we feel about the old West by this point. It is starts off with Dutch and Black Bart, and they are are. They're arguing again. That's what they then, say. Then there's some shit about Deadeye Dick. That's the third member, remember, of, of this trio. Not knowing how to use a pistol. And Dutch says, I'm going to shoot that sapsucker. But then they decide to throw a rock at him to get his attention. Him being Deadeye Dick. Um. So then they decide... Now I like we'll, how let's go straight to shooting somebody. Right. Solution. <laughs> solid, <laughs> solid, solid plan. They were Dutch. Dutch, good point. Dutch went from shooting them to nah. Dutch said, "I'm gonna shoot that sap sucker to throwing a rock at him," and then they start getting along. Um, good thing I then, didn't shoot him. Well, right. Then they then they agree to, you know what? Let's teach him how to shoot a pistol. But they don't say teach. Bart says, I'm going to learn him how to shoot. So in a second, if you're watching on the video version, they're going to get around Black Bart. Um, yes, but not years ago. Um, it was much later in his career. And then. He was at, they just threw the rock at him instead of shooting him right there. He was at that um, NWA show, uh, WrestleMania weekend, um, years ago. Not the last time Mania was in Dallas, the time before that. Um, okay, let, we'll continue here. So, they throw the rock at Deadeye, Dick, and now they're going to learn him how to shoot a pistol. Uh, Deadeye grabs the pistol I'm not making this shit up, people. This is exactly what happened. No, no. I, I'm, I'm here to keep Mike on the rails, and he's actually being pretty nice about this. Deadeye grabs the pistol and puts it in the holster, and it goes off, of course. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, I mean, that's... <laughs> if you're Plaxico Burris, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. So... Look it up if you don't know. So... Dutch once again decides he's going to shoot that eye dick. By the way, by the way, always one of my favorite players. I love that dude. Plaxico? Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that after this segment. Um, okay. I'd rather talk about Plaxico, but whatever. I'll, I'll let it go. Dutch decides he's going to shoot that eye dick, but Bart once again stops him. Somehow this leads to dead eye dick shooting a bullet or shooting a gun in which the bullet ricochets off of everything in the town and eventually hits the marshal that we talked about last week in the hat and it knocks the marshal's hat off. At this point, I'm watching this going, what is this nonsense and who is pulling a rib here? But I'll continue. So then Deadeye, because the bullet ricocheted and hit the marshal, or the sheriff in the head, Deadeye Dick is put into jail. 
So now Bart and Dutch need to break him out of the jail. So they sneak past the sleeping marshal or sheriff and they get the keys to open the jail so that they can break Deadeye out. Bart throws the keys on the desk after he opens the jail and closes the door behind himself. So now Bart, Dutch, and Deadeye Dick, all of them are in jail. And Bart says, we're never going to find Stan Hansen now. Now, I talked very slow about what just happened. And there still, as we watch the video version, Deadeye just shot the gun with the bullet that ricocheted off the sheriff or marshal's head. Doc, I don't know what the piss Jim Hurd is doing with this nonsense. We've seen some dumb stuff in wrestling that makes no sense. There's a lot of stuff you can tear apart nowadays and in the past. This is the stupidest thing I've seen in a while. And this is worse than Outlaw Mud Show stupidity because this is like Three Stooges type nonsense. I I don't even know where, like, I can't even take it serious to really talk about it because it's like bad acting, a bad skit. Like, what was the end game for this nonsense? I mean, this what, is, what this, are they doing? Okay, so what is this? All, so here's the thing I, I bet Dutch would say to try to flip this around and work a little bit. Now, Mike. How much was I getting paid to do this? And how many bumps did I have to take? I, I'd love to know the answer to that. I'm going to tweet Dutch and ask him that question. Because in his mind, he's getting paid to do three Stooges stuff. And regardless if it's good or not, he's getting paid to not have to get his ass whooped. Yeah, so there's there's different layers to this now. Right, can you pay me, right? A hundred percent. Now, it's objectively bad and, and terrible and embarrassing and whatever. But if you're Dutch, would you rather would you have to wrestle? Would you rather wrestle Van Hammer or Johnny B. Bad or somebody that's green? And have them potentially hurt you or run around in this skit and still get paid. I mean, I feel like Dutch, even Black Bart, or even, um, uh, that I dick, uh, Collie. Yeah, I, I feel like all of them are, there's no way these three dudes are at this moment are thinking this is good. TV wrestling nonsense. Dutch is a smart guy. There's no, he knows better at this point. I agree. Dude, D- Dutch's wrestling mind is remarkable. He knows this is stupid. Hey, there, uh, the last time I was in Puerto Rico, they tried to kill me. I better make this money here. That's what he's thinking, probably. Yeah. yeah I, and, 
even though he goes back to Puerto Rico after this. <laughs> but, well, they settled in. Yeah. But I, I, no, I, the, you, you talk to Dutch, and he he knows. Like, he kn- there's no way 1991 Dutch Mantel's like, yeah, this is a good idea. Let's do this. He's no. He's in the RVD pose when they yell cut. No, no he's he's after this is over, he's looking at Bart and Collie and is like, Do you believe this dumb shit? We just he got probably paid. said something like, I did once one, I did worse once with a donkey in Tijuana, but they at least they didn't have it on camera. Yeah, I just yeah. <sighs> Pin me pay me is happening here. You'll be the first to say, and you say this all the time, that wrestlers are stupid. But there, that doesn't mean that they don't know when the creative is bad. Yeah, when it comes to certain things, wrestlers wrestlers are dumb. But and then you got really good minded, you know, minds for wrestling like Dutch. And I mean, look, Black Bart's not horrible. It's no, just that, Black Bart's smart is wise to the ways. Yeah, and Collie's smart too. Like they, these guys know what good wrestling is. These right, aren't this like is, this is. We got us some money, Mark, here, and if he wants us to do some dumb shit, then I guess we better figure out how to do it. I mean, just look at this scene that I stopped on right here. Or look at this cut with them in They've the jail. They locked themselves in a jail while trying to break their buddy out who got sent there without a trial for shooting at one bullet that ricocheted all over town. Which goes back to what I was originally saying. I don't even know what the end game of this is. They I know they're looking Dan Hansen. And no, no, no. I think they were try- I think they went into this trying to thinking Stan Hansen would do it and Stan Hansen said, "Nah, bruh." Yeah, I and, Yeah. And I, now, <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. This I'm ain't sorry. the worst thing they're going to do. I've seen that shit where they start looking for Sting. Yeah. I know it's in my dark period, but I got curious one night. I and I know the end game like I know they're supposed to be looking for Hansen, but there's, there's no, like, but there's the worst, no, but the worst part stupid. about it is this. Oof. And here's a parenting lesson, a life lesson. It's okay to make a mistake. Stop making them though. Right. Pull the plug. I mean, the, the, the key to a happy life is to realize you're messing up and to try to interrupt the process as quickly as possible. Look, I don't know how old all three of these guys are here. I know they're not young, but. So Hold what I'm about to say, let me just we'll say this while, you, up for you. while you're looking it up, you got three dudes here who are solid mid card talents that you can do something with, you know, Dutch Mantel for people who don't realize it, it may, I may even say he's underrated in what he brings as a wrestling mind, as someone who could commentate and manage Black Bart's 42 here. Okay. So Bart's forty-two. So he th- these guys are older. I'm and I'm gonna make the assumption that they're all uh, older than forty. Dutch um, is forty-one. They, okay, so there you go, dude. These so two of them are much younger than you and I are right now, and they look much older than you and I are right now. But so to the point you're making, for Bart's forty-one, Dutch is forty. Um, Bart's forty-two, Dutch is forty-one. Randy Colley's forty-one. There you go. I, this is, so they're older, but there's still something in the tank as solid mid-card talents. This 
this is what we do with them? Jesus Christ. You know, I, I hate this saying because our wives say it, but ugh, I can't even. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. I, I, okay, I, I've beat this dead horse, Doc. I'm not going to beat it any longer. Any other thoughts on this? Not This like, is like a paper shredder, but for money. It's like they put your eyes in a meat grinder. All right. I got no more. I, I just, yeah. All right, I'm which fr- one of these two guys is more sober? Well, I don't know, but we got another fast relief commercial right hey. before we go to it. <laughs> you just, oh, fast relief. <laughs> Let's go to, so after we come out of commercial and the whole Desperados gimmick, we go to Dick Murdoch and Dick Slater, the hardliners. They were JR. Let's see what uh, they got to say in this promo. They're ringside. Welcome back, everyone, to World Championship Wrestling. Jim Ross here at ringside with the Hardliners, Dick Slater and Dick Murdoch. I know that you won a championship match with the Steiners. You hurt Rick Steiner, the Clash of Champions. I understand you've hurt Scott Steiner. He will be unable to wrestle here today, Dick Murdoch. Well, let's get one thing straight. Let's get both the Steiners out here right now, and let's put up those World's Heavyweight Tag Team Championship belts. And if they ain't got the guts to do it, then forfeit them right now. Forfeit them. Uh, they're not going to forfeit any belts. What's the matter with the Steiners? Are they hurt or something? What's the matter with them? Why don't they come out here like the true champions they are? The men are supposed to be the toughest tag team in wrestling, but they're not too damn tough because what happened to them? Well, come on, Steiner. If you got any guts, come on here and wrestle right now. So the music starts. They call out the Steiners. Um, to answer your question, Doc, I believe Slater is a hair more drunk. He's more red. That's how I'm judging that one. He also is, has no clue where the camera is. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, that guy, that guy used to to have dark journey when she but was young it. and all the way live. So I'm told. Uh, you don't have to be told. She she was something. Okay. Boy, she she was oof. She Is was that a something. conversation you can have with with Sasha? Hell no. I mean. No. Just because okay, take a look at this broad. When I was a kid, can you see why I was wanting to like risk it all for her? She's just gonna say, Oh, she's all right. She ain't that great. That's fine. You know how women are. Women hate on other women. Oh, they yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It, doesn't, it, it could be their looks, they got too much makeup on, that outfit don't do, look right on them, they their shouldn't shoes. have this on. Bruh, it was their They're shoes. They're not put together right. Yeah, they, they, they you know, do. Bro, you know, I can't kills believe me? I can't believe she was showing that much cleavage. Dude, you ever listen to women critique, like if they're at a wedding and they critique mm. what the wedding party wears, the 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 girls like what kind of dresses they, bro. Those were certainly some interesting choices from the wedding party. Oh my God! They'll go. Oh, I I don't know why she picked out that to, for them to wear. You know, she should have thought about this. And uh, bruh, you know, me, like the, meanwhile, what the guys in the audience are thinking? Mm, that bitch is kind of hot. I hope her dress falls off. <laughs> they don't think that, but <laughs> that's what the, that's what we're the, thinking. The dudes are looking at the bridesmaids coming down, going, "Huh? 
So you I wonder if that. I wonder if that. I wonder if that that girl's wearing any under 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 no. <laughs> Grow up. We so, need uh, we need a strong we need a strong breeze to blow that up so I can see. Bro, you know what I thought about just now? I'll tell you this. Okay. Um. So real quick before I tell you what I thought about because it's coming up on the video here. So they call out the Steiners. Rick comes down, but no Scott because Scott is injured. And Rick Steiner, he basically was like, I'll fight you right here and right now. And they get in the ring and him and Slater start brawling. Now, in my notes, Murdoch, he's got tights on in his boots. Skinny but he's legs. Got, but no, no, no. He's got that long button-down shirt on or button-up shirt on. And when you look at it, the first thought I had is, is he wearing underwear? Like, Come on. Or no, <laughs> is he? Does he have tights on? Because there's a there's a clip in Mid South where Murdoch comes to the ring in his tidy whities, and he literally mm. takes his trunks out of his bag and puts them on. He came to the ring in his underwear and puts his trunks on at ringside. If I'm Bill Watts, I need to find him for that. Nah, he ain't getting fined for that. So no. what do you? Um, no, no, no. So. What do you have from, again, another quick match because we only got an hour of TV here. Dick Slater versus Rick Steiner. Uh, Slater gets These the upper hand. These are two tough bastards. Oh, yeah. This is, no pun- this is punch and kick. We're going to beat the hell out of each other. Anything else specifically? Again, they don't go long. My big note in timestamp was at 55 minutes when it all started to already broken down. All right. Good point. So... At 52.40 was the timestamp that I had where it kind of is starting to get out of hand. Steiner hits Slater with a Steiner line. And Murdoch at that point has seen absolutely enough. So he's like, this ain't going to go a little long, no longer. Here's the Steiner line. He hit Dick Slater. He, Rick Steiner, don't, he don't fear no man if you're going to hit Dick Slater like that. Steiner goes to pin Slater, and that's when Murdoch starts beating Steiner with the old capital. Okay, it was chair. 52 minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. 52-50. Yeah, yeah, that's what that I That was had. a terrible chair shot. Well, he's trying to be careful because that's... I know. That's one of those cafeteria chairs with just the metal legs and metal frame, but the plastic yeah. chair. The first chair shot he hit him with on the way in looked good. The second one did not. Yeah, I, he's just trying to be careful with it. I get it. Big Josh does hit the ring, though, and um, he saves Steiner. And we're going to go to commercial at that point. Um, That's how it goes down. So then we go to commercial, and we come back. And when we come back from commercial, we're going to have the last match on the show uh, brought to you by Brute by Fabergé. Yeah, what's that last match look like? Elegante versus J.D. Wolf, who looks like a... Third grade math teacher. Not one I would want around my kids. No, me either. Doc, we get a picture and picture from Sullivan and One Man Gang. Elegante is going to put the claw on J.D. Wolf and pins him. Out of nowhere, Sullivan hits the ring and attacks Elegante. One Man Gang hits the ring too, delivers a few 747s. They cut Elegante's hair, which... yeah. It's, Why not? Know, bro. I, I, I got so much respect for One Man Gang and Sullivan, and I just 
nothing makes me want to see Yeligante. Nothing. How many times do you think Sullivan ended up telling Hurd, Jim, he can't wrestle. He can't do anything. And Hurd said something like, fuck it, we're, we're paying the guy. And Sullivan would say something like, it'd be better to pay him to stay home. I, you took the words out of my mouth. Well, then pay him to stay home. Hell, you freaking paying the Iron Sheik to stay home. Oh, my God. This is terrible, man. Nobody wants to see this. No this one. is how you close the show. Like, the only thing that would make me want to see this is if they just stretched him out and he was completely bloody. There's nothing here. It's dumb. I got nothing. This is dumb. This was a good show, though. Like, I don't want to, you know, I this, and it's crazy to say that when you think about 10 minutes we're eating up on the Desperados and this stupidity. But they do cut his hair with some clippers, so that's good. Anyway. All right, Doc. So we got to rate it and hand out some Rolexes because this is how they go off air. Uh, before we do so, just a reminder, I've already begged already, but I'll beg again. TinyURL.com slash BTT. Become a patron. Get access to all of our Patreon shows, the Tales from the Territory shows, our Clash for the Champions, our WCW pay-per-views, the NWA Power shows, the ECW shows with Mike and JV. Please become a patron. TinyURL.com slash BTT. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, there's no ads, so it's a way to, you know, send some funds to the show that we could use on the show and put back into it. All right, Doc. Uh, rate it, Rolex it, rating first. Uh, you go. What are you giving it? One hour long, so that gives it a little bump, right? Uh, it does, but this is, I mean, look, I'm, we're not Harper here. We're going to try to do this correctly, and this is difficult. Because that Desperados thing was a significant part of a pretty it was a significant part of the show and it was terrible. 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 But I liked the zinc stuff. There was Austin, you know, somebody got their hair, their wig cut. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you can just overlook how bad that Desperados thing is. Terrible. And I'm stuck here between two grades. I'm trying to talk myself into one or the other. And I think I'm just going to come out and say, <laughs> I want to say B minus. Um, and I was going to say B, but that was as long as it was to take up that much of the time and to be that bad. I feel like there has to be some sort of, I'm going to do what WCW was afraid to do, which is enact some sort of penalty for this. I think I agree with you. I got to give it a B. I mean, that segment was like seven minutes uninterrupted. And this is an hour with commercials. Yeah. Seven minutes uninterrupted. So that is a significant part of the offer on air offering. Yeah. 
So I, I I'm gonna give it a B as well. So then that goes I said to B minus. I'm sorry. I'm gonna give it a B. You gave it a B minus, but I, I understand why. So then we go to who gets the Rolex. So who are you giving your Rolex to? Well, I thought about Paul Lee again. I you saying nothing? I didn't think of. But for similar yet different reasons, I'm going to go with One Man Gang and The Devil. Um, that's a good one. I'm going to go with, although he needed to look at the camera, I'm going to go with Dick Slater. Because that drunk, beer-drinking redneck <laughs> meant business in that promo that he cut when Steiner came out and then they started brawling. So Dick Slater Yeah, I think mine. he slipped up and said, damn. Yeah. It's just he's got that voice. He's a drunk redneck. It was good. It was it was really good promo. I mean, you know, we didn't sit there and harp on it much, but it was, really was a good promo. So I'm I'm gonna give mine to uh, to uh, Dirty Dick Slater, uh, one half of the Hardliners. So there's that. Okay, um, Doc, do we have anything else? I'm trying to think. I I don't think I had anything else to mention before we get out of here. I week, would huh? just like to point out that we're finishing at a time where we would probably just be getting Harper's computer restarted and bringing him into the show. Bro, I get people all the time. <laughs> I think it Telling was, to restart. Is that it? I think it was Chris Cepeda. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cepeda, not Cepeda. You used to say Cepeda. Cepeda. I think he tweeted out last week or a few weeks ago, now that I'm thinking about it. It was one of the ones where Harper didn't restart and we were having all kind of issues, which happens every week. Now that I think about it. And he said the first 10 minutes were the best part with Harper, not knowing how to work his computer or needing to restart. He, and I'm just like, I, I always find it amusing. Like you and I, that frustrates the shit out of us. Deriving some level of enjoyment from the pain and agony that it is to drag his carcass over the finish line <laughs> each and every week. Well, specifically with the IT help desk stuff, you and yeah. I, you and I get, we are like hotter than six suns at him. I, 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 okay, so just in case this came up tonight, I timed how long it takes my computer from, because I leave it open and up and whatever. <laughs> So to close down Skype from the last call we had and restart my computer and have Skype back up took two minutes and 28 seconds. I mean, it doesn't take him long when he finally does restart. You you do realize that, right? Whenever he. Yeah. I, yeah. When it, when he restarts, it, it's, you know, it's done and over. It's not like we're sitting there for, you know, he's calling us back within four minutes. And I did it with an hour before the show started. Of course. Because that's what sane, rational people do. So that if there was some sort of wacky update, it wouldn't be my fault that we wouldn't cash in on the blessing of finishing early. If you had to gauge... How long 
or how many minutes of time, hours of time we've wasted due to technical, technological or waiting on Harper before we start. How many hours of time in, well, he didn't, he wasn't on at the beginning, six and a half years, oh, seven years. He, he started in November of yeah, 2015. Yeah, yeah. So seven years, how much time have we wasted either waiting for Harper or helping him on the help desk? Impossible to know. <laughs> it would just make me angry. <laughs> um, now, I will say this. We have a lot less problems than we used to have. You you mean tech wise or? Yeah. Oh yeah. Our shit used to be a disaster. Somebody was on the moon every week. Skype was a disaster more times than not. I mean, it still can be from time to time, but it can be. But I think you forget how ridiculous ridiculously mud show and like li- literally how close this thing like fuck it we're done this was <laughs> on a damn near weekly basis i know it was one time where where there was some major skype problem and we were i think it delayed us like an hour and a half starting or something and we were just like well is this the end <laughs> This could be it. Because <laughs> Doc and I, we're like ridiculous when it comes to being on time. And it was just the most punctual two man booth in the business. It was throwing us completely out of whack. You know, you want to know the real reason this show comes out on time, every time, every week for all these years straight. And for most of that time, there was a Smoky Mountain show as well, or half of the time. And the patron shows are out on time. It's because we are the most ridiculous two human beings when it comes to a schedule than you could possibly imagine. Like, okay, so we it's it's Tuesday evening. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and we've got soccer tournament this weekend. It's going to be cold out there. Fuck. Anyway. Friday night game, Saturday morning game, Saturday afternoon game, Saturday night game. Mm-hmm. I've already been calculating what time we need to leave to be there at our 30 minute early or early before kickoff pregame activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, and considering I, yeah. based on those times, which different routes would be most likely to deliver me there? On time because oh, yeah. being late would make my head explode. Uh, yeah, same, same way. Like, like, so, like when you have a a high school football game to go to at a different school than you're normally used to, you pull out the Google Maps and you start looking at it and be like, "Hmm, I wonder how long this is going to take." Right. Every time. Every time. Every yeah. time. Yeah, every time. I mean, it goes beyond that. You know, like. Even when I know where I'm going, you know, I got to make a trip this weekend. Um, and I'll be damned if I'm not pulling out of my driveway at that exact minute to a second that I said I was. So, 
so next week we're going to Lawanda's house for Thanksgiving. And it's a few hours in the car. And I said, so I'm I'm not going to take vacation time. I'm going to work till noon the day we're leaving. This will have already happened. I get that. Yeah, yeah. I got but, you. But we're leaving at noon. And I guarantee you that's a fuzzy suggestion to, to LaFonda, uh, Mrs. Doc, that we might leave at 1130 or we might leave at 1230 and any point in between. What that means to me is <laughs> at 12 o'clock, I'm going to turn off the computer, grab my keys and walk to the car and start it to leave. At, at 12 o'clock and mm-hmm. by 12 one, we will be rolling down the driveway on our way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's eight days from now, but that's mm-hmm. the plan. Yeah. And it drives me nuts when people ain't on time. Now it drives. Here's the thing: it drives the the true reason that this show has been in existence for seven years more than anything else is that the two of us each found the other person that could operate on the same level of craziness, and it works. Right, because if it was Harper, but- it wouldn't work. If it was just Harper in one of us, is what I mean. Right. I think we'd go crazy first. Because we really do. No matter what happens, we have each other. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, like when people want to know why it comes out on time every single week or at the same time, it's because there has been meticulous calculation. Like, I don't have many meetings tomorrow. But before I go to bed tonight, since, you know, we I work from home, I will calculate what time I think I need to get up, how long I need to work tomorrow, and what time I'm going to dismount, you know, release from work. Oh, yeah. And so that I can get a run in so that I can then take the boy to soccer. Yeah. I mean. That's how we put operate. A little, put a little pre-thought and effort into your life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but Harper, on the other hand, hasn't decided if he's recording with us by mid-afternoon of the day of the show. No, he actually needs a he needs a text message to ask him, hey. Meanwhile, once again, last night I said, okay, I'm going to start by this time. I'm going to log off at this time. <laughs> then I went and ran three miles. Around the neighborhood, came home, worked a little bit more, took a quick shower when I got the call. Hey, we're going early and was then just to prove how, you know, so that you you're like, hey, we could start 30 minutes early. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Then just to up the ante a bit. I'm like, I'm on five minutes early. We can go ahead and start even five, five more minutes early. I'd have been Dude, I'd have been three, on. That's 300 seconds extra. Yeah, I, I would have been. Go ahead. Don't discount five minutes. That's a long time. I, I would have been on. The only reason I wasn't is because uh, the missus was just walking in the door and needed help with something. You could drive down the field and win a Super Bowl in five minutes. That's a lot of time. Oh, God. Could you? And on that note, I think we've um, beat the uh, listeners to death over the head with uh, our time. All I'm saying is, is that if you're. 
there's there's two groups of people that are listening to that. There's there's a group that's going, they're a little crazy, but I get where they're coming from, and I'm kind of like that too. And there's the people that are like the our two misses that are. This is stupid. <laughs> All I'm saying is, you get a little bit further in life if you adopt a, a little bit of what we're talking about here. And on that note, I think um, I think that's going to wrap things up, man. So uh, why don't you hit the tagline? Let's roll and get out of here. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs>